Welcome to B2B Writing Success, the podcast on building a thriving business as a business-to-business writer or copywriter. B2B Writing Success is brought to you by American Writers and Artists, Inc. Now here's your host, copywriting expert and business coach, Steve Slonwhite. Hello, fellow B2B writers and copywriters. I hope you had a great week with your business. Now imagine this scenario. Let's say you are doing some networking to drum up some business. And you go to a marketing event. Perhaps it's a marketing conference that's in your town or city. And you're walking around that event. And you know there's plenty of people at that event who could potentially uh, be a client for your copywriting services or potentially be a referral source and maybe recommend you to others. So it's a great networking opportunity. And you're wandering around, you're looking at the different booths and you're attending the different sessions. You find yourself next to the uh, book table looking at the different books available and you and you strike up a conversation with the person next to you. And then at some point early in that conversation, that person says, so what do you do? And of course, you have to answer that question. So you say, I'm a copywriter, period. Well, if that's all you're going to say, I'm a copywriter, you know, that's okay. That's not bad. It's certainly clear what you do. But in my opinion, you're leaving a lot of opportunity on the table. For example, what if there's lots of other copywriters at that event? Well, you're just one more copywriter and you really haven't stood out uh, with that person. That person's going to walk away really not knowing what it is about you that's special. You're just a copywriter and there's lots of them around the event. Or, you know, are they going to, is that person going to position you as an expert at anything in particular? Because keep in mind that copywriting is a field. It's not a specialty. So are they going to position you as someone who does something special, as a specialist? So there's a lot of opportunity you're, you're leaving on, on the table there. They may not be as inclined to refer you uh, if they have the opportunity. They may not be as inclined to uh, call you when they need copywriting help. They may not even remember you because you haven't made much of an impact. You simply said, I'm a copywriter. Now, if it's a small group or event and you're the only copywriter in the room, yes, perhaps you'll stand out. But in larger networking situations where there may be other competitors, you're probably not going to stand out simply by saying, I'm a copywriter. So what you need is a better reply to the question, so what do you do? The question that you, that you are certain to get asked in just about any event or networking situation you uh, happen to be in. Now, you know what this is called. This is called your elevator pitch. Some people call it your elevator speech. You need to craft an effective elevator speech that answers the so what do you do question in a strategic way, in a way that that makes it very clear what you do and that's strategic and has an impact. So people will remember you. So people will refer you. So people will think of you when they need copywriting help. That's the whole, that's the whole point of networking to begin with. So how do you create an effective elevator pitch? Now, I know there's a lot of information on the internet and elsewhere on how to write an elevator pitch. And frankly, a lot of this, a lot of those tips and ideas, I think get it wrong. I think they they teach techniques that look good on paper, but when you're in the real world of networking and you're meeting people and you're talking to them, saying those things become very difficult and very awkward. 
you know, I, I read one tip that said that you should pack your um, elevator pitch with a lot of benefits, all kinds of benefits, like it's uh, hardcore marketing copy. So uh, this particular tip uh, suggests that you uh, answer the so what do you do question with something like this. What do I do? I leverage my background in writing and industrial equipment to help manufacturers significantly boost the results of their websites, emails, and other marketing communications by up to 53%, while at the same time honing their message so it resonates with their target audience, telling their story, and building their brand with great messaging and copying, blah, 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 blah. So you can see how that might work good on paper. You can see how writing that would be a little fun and you can read it and say, wow, this is really effective. But when you say that in a networking situation, uh, people just roll their eyes or they blank out or they just don't really hear you. It's, it's a pitch. It just is not very effective. In fact, studies in networking have shown that when people introduce themselves at a business networking event, the other person only remembers about three things. They'll remember what you do, they'll remember what you specialize in, and they'll remember who you do it for, who you help, who your target audience is. And that's about it. They'll remember those three things if you have one statement. So your, your elevator pitch needs to be simple. It needs to be clear because that's what they'll remember. There's no sense trying to create some fancy, pitchy elevator pitch because it looks good on paper, <laughs> okay? But orally, in a conversation with, a, uh, with someone at a networking event, it's going to sound awkward. It's not going to be effective. So what I want to do is give you two techniques that work very well in crafting an elevator pitch. And I've used both these techniques. Both of them work very well. The first technique is what I call the short and sweet technique. And like the title, it's short and sweet. You simply make a clear statement as to what you do, who you, what you specialize in, and who you help. What you do, what you specialize in, and who you help. Because those are the three key things that people tend to remember when they meet someone at a networking event. They remember what they do, what they specialize in, and who they help. Okay? So write your elevator pitch like that. So let's say you specialize in white papers. Your elevator pitch, using the short and simple technique, could simply be this. So imagine you, you've, you're meeting someone at a networking event. They ask you, what do you do? And here's your answer. I'm a copywriter specializing in white papers. I work mainly with marketing managers of healthcare IT companies. That's it. I'm a copywriter specializing in, in white papers. I work mainly with marketing managers of healthcare IT companies. Okay, that is a very simple elevator pitch. It's not packed with benefits. It's not fancy, but you can say it. It's natural conversation. And it works very well because it's so clear. If the other person has any interest at all in white papers or in marketing healthcare IT services and products or copywriting, they're going to remember what you said. They're going to remember that you're a copywriter. They're going to remember that you specialize in white papers. They're going to remember that you work with marketing directors of healthcare IT companies. 
because it's such a simple statement. So that's a short and simple technique and it worked very, very well in most networking situations. But there's another technique that can work well. And this technique works well if, you, if you're in a situation where you know you can have more of a conversation with the other person, where, um, you know, where it's not going to be short and sweet, where you're not, just not meeting someone and moving on, that you're engaged in a real conversation with someone that's, that you know is going to be more than two or three minutes long. Then you can, have a diff- you can use a different type of eleva- elevator pitch that is actually very, very effective. And it's called the uh, question first technique. So the first one was a short and sweet technique. This is the question first technique. And what you do is you answer a question with a question. But the question that you're answering the question with is, is positioning you as someone who can really solve a problem. So let me give you an example. We'll use the same example. Let's say uh, a company... Uh, you, you know, you specialize in, in, in white papers, you meet someone at a networking event, and they ask you, so what do you do? Well, rather than jump in with your short and sweet technique, you can say, uh, what do I do? Well, let me ask you a question. Do you ever find it a challenge to craft and write an effective white paper that helps build your business? Well, that's what I do. I'm a copywriter. I work with marketing managers in healthcare IT, and I help them plan and write white papers that establish thought leadership, generate leads, and move the sales process along quickly. So that's an example of the question first technique. And when you use the question first technique, you have an opportunity for a longer, more expanded elevator pitch that you didn't have before. Okay, you can say a little bit more, you can actually put in some more benefits, something you can't do with the short and sweet technique. But this only works if you are in a conversation with someone at a networking event and you have a little time and you're, li- and you're a little more engaged. So let's take this technique apart. You start by, well, they start with asking you, so what do you do? Or at least the topic of conversation comes up uh, that requires you to tell them what you do and introduce yourself. But instead of jumping in and telling them what you do, you start with a question. Something to the effect of, You know how difficult it is to create a good white paper for your marketing campaigns? Or you could say, do you know what a challenge it is to craft a marketing message for your website that really resonates with the target audience and and motivates them to to call your company with an inquiry or a lead? Or do you know what a challenge it can be to create an email campaign that gets higher open rates and, and gets a really good response? So you can start with a question like that. And the question really identifies a need. It talks to a problem or a need or an interest. And then you simply segue with, well, that's what I do. And then you you get very clear. I'm a copywriter or I'm a B2B copywriter or I'm a B2B copywriter specializing in white papers or whatever the case may be. But you're very clear about what you do. And then you can add a couple of benefits. You can expand a little bit on what you do. And this question first technique is very powerful simply because you have a little more time to expand on what you do and make a a bit more of an impression, okay? It can be a very effective technique. So there's the short and sweet technique when you don't have a lot of time, when it's just a, a quick chat with somebody where you have to be very quick. You want to be clear with that short and sweet technique. Just say what you do what you specialize in, who you can help. 
And then if you're in a bit of a more involved conversation or you have a bit more time with the person that you meet at a networking event, be a little more expansive. Use the question first technique. Ask the question first that identifies their need or establishes their need, challenge, or interest. Then segue quickly into, yes, you are the solution. Yes, that's what I do. I'm a copywriter. And then add a couple more benefits after that. So those are two strategies for writing an elevator pitch that can work very well. And the great thing about these two strategies is very easy to do verbally. This is not something you necessarily have to sit down and spend hours crafting the perfect positioning statement to recite at a networking event. You don't have to practice in front of a mirror. This is very conversational, okay? If these are two techniques that are very easy to say that sound natural, that, sound, that sounds like natural conversation, because it is. And it can be very, very effective. You really make a good impression. You really make an impact with either of these techniques. So the next time that you are at a networking event of, of any kind, you're at a conference, at a workshop, or any situation where you get a chance to uh, meet and chat with people who may potentially could be a referral source or could recommend you or could hire you as a B2B copywriter, use one of these techniques to answer that question that I'm, you're guaranteed to be asked, so what do you do? Use one of these two elevator pitch techniques. They work, and they work very well. So that's this week's B2B Writing Success Podcast. I hope you found it helpful. And would you do me a favor? If you have any questions or topic suggestions for this podcast, send me an email. You can reach me at steve at b2bwritingsuccess.com. And by the way, you can also listen to past episodes of this podcast on iTunes. Just do a search for B2B Writing Success or by going to www.b2bwritingsuccess.com. You can find all the past podcasts and lots of other resources that will help your business right there on that site. So that's this week's B2B Writing Success Podcast, and I hope you have a great week, and I will talk to you next week. I'm Steve White. We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve White. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit www.b2bwritingsuccess.com.